Welcome to the Lancet Respiratory Medicine Podcast. I'm Aaron Van Dorn. Today on the podcast, I spoke with Dr. Paul Verway, Professor of Medical Microbiology at the Radboud University Medical Center in Nijmegen, Netherlands. Dr. Verway is one of the authors of a personal view on COVID-19-associated aspergillosis. Dr. Verway, invasive pulmonary aspergillosis is emerging as a secondary infection in patients with severe COVID-19. Can you give us some background on this condition and the risk factors associated with it? That's true. We are seeing cases of invasive aspergillosis in association with COVID-19, and it kind of reminds us of of another serious fungal infection in patients with severe influenza, which uh, we are also recognizing now in the last 10 years as a serious complication of a viral infection involving the lungs. With COVID, I think we are just learning about the implications of aspergillosis, and we don't know exactly what the risk factors are. Most patients uh, have a severe infection and are receiving mechanical ventilation in the intensive care unit, and they start to culture aspergillus in these patients. We know that if you find aspergillus in these patients who are critically ill, of course, we worry that they might uh, have a severe infection and might die due to that infection. So with um, COVID, the situation is difficult and we think that the infection is actually quite complex in the sense that some patients, they have aspergillosis and we find evidence for the infection, but they survive without receiving antifungal therapy, while other patients, they do die due to the aspergillosis. It's an emerging infection and we are trying to understand really the pathogenesis of this infection in these patients. How does the presentation of invasive pulmonary aspergillosis differ in patients with COVID-19 compared to patients with severe influenza? So if we look at the presentation of invasive aspergillosis in patients with influenza, we see that the infection occurs really early uh, after admission to the intensive care unit, and the patients have a rapid uh, progressive infection. Many patients, they present with an infection which is in the lung itself, in the alveoli of the lung. But also with influenza, we see that quite a large proportion of patients, at least 30%, they present with an infection in the airways where the trachea and the bronchi are affected. And where we think that is partly due to the fact that the influenza infection causes necrosis um, and damage in, in the airways and also in the alveoli. And if you look at patients with COVID-19, we also see manifestations of infection in the alveoli, but also we have seen infections uh, associated with the airways. But it looks like that the infection is less acute than uh, in patients with influenza, and it occurs also later after ICU admission. Why is the mortality so high in cases of invasive pulmonary aspergillosis, and what can be done to recognize and treat the condition earlier? So if you look at tracheobronchitis, which is, um, I think, an especially difficult entity to treat, in influenza, there was a study which showed that actually 90% of these patients die. I think one reason is that the infection is located in the airway, so it grows invasive into the tissue, but at the same time, it grows inside the lumen of the uh, trachea and the bronchi. Uh, and also it may sporulate there and you get a very high uh, fungal load. And you can imagine that if the fungus is inside the airway space, it's difficult to treat that with systemic antifungals because you, you, you won't get a sufficient exposure there. So I think that is one of the reasons that, that this manifestation has a very high mortality. With COVID patients, uh, we also know that they can develop tracheobronchitis 
but we don't know the frequency. We think the frequency might be lower than in influenza, but to make this diagnosis, you really have to do a bronchoscopy and visually inspect the airways. And certainly during the first wave of the coronavirus infection, we did not like to do bronchoscopies because of the risk of aerialization. So um, I think this is one of the problems that, uh, that we don't know how we can actually treat these infections if they have a tracheal bronchitis. What are the main unanswered questions and areas for research to focus on in the future? If you look at infections with, in, in COVID patients, there are a lot of questions which remain unanswered. And, and one question is, is how can we make the diagnosis better in these patients? These patients, they can be colonized. Um, the infection may occur and become invasive, and then you have tissue invasion, and it might progress into angioinvasion. And it would be good if we could distinguish between these three uh, phases of infection, especially making a distinction between colonization and tissue invasion, I think is really important to know exactly which patients require antifungal therapy. Another question is if patients are in intensive care unit and for instance, they become positive in a sputum or tracheal aspirate, what would be the best way to manage these patients? Would, could they benefit, for instance, from antifungal prophylaxis and prevent invasive aspidulosis uh, developing? Another question is if they have a tracheal bronchitis where the infection is in the airways, what would be the best treatment? And would it, for instance, uh, be useful to give nebulized antifungals so that you get very high concentrations of the antifungals in the lumen of the trachea and the bronchi? And I think another question is with COVID-19, there are treatments um, which we give for the viral infection to limit the lytic consequences of the viral infection, but there are also a lot of immunological changes, especially a dysregulation occurring. And to rebalance the, this immune dysregulation, we give, for instance, dexamethasone. And the question is, if that, is that a risk? for invasive aspidulosis, or is it actually a good thing? Because we know that the survival of patients who get dexamethasone is actually higher than patients who do not get that. So there are a lot of questions, I think, around aspidulosis and, and COVID-19, which, which we still uh, have to answer. Dr. Verway, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Okay, you're welcome.